because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. My last f bomb. That's my last <laughs> why? one. Let's, let's record like the this thing. Okay. Yes. Adam, take it from here. It's well, all you today. I, I, it, it's it all is, you today. It is on me. I, well, everyone, everyone. It's been a, <laughs> uh, it's been a <laughs> holiday hiatus for us. I guess it's been, I don't know, like almost two weeks since we've recorded. It feels like an eternity. But what better to get back in the uh, high-end content creator streets than having a wonderful guest here, Anna Bright. So happy to have you. What's going on? Thank you. Hi, Adam. Hi, Rob. I'm stoked to be on. I was a little insulted. You guys had James on first, but uh, I'll try to to one up him here. Oh, that won't be hard. Yes. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, For sure. As long as your as long as your Wi-Fi works, you already you already won. (laughs) Well, all right, all right. I hope it I hope it holds out. No problem. So so you said you you got a little session in this morning. Who uh, who'd you hit it with? I played with Anna Lee and we were, we're just, we're playing the masters together. So we were practicing and we played against Johnny Goldberg and Mircha Marariu. Mircha Marariu. So you're playing the uh, masters together. Let's just get right into it. How many yes, others are you Robert, playing together? Go, go Robert. <laughs> um, so we're playing, I think we have three together in the first three months. I'm basically calling it tryouts. Mm-hmm. Um, you have we'll to make sure she's good enough for you. I get it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's it. And then we'll see. So I've left, I've, um, I'm mostly planned out through six months, I think on the women's side and women's doubles most, I haven't talked to anyone who's planning out past the first six months. So yeah. we'll kind of see how things go. Tryouts and, uh, and the babyest of dills as well for mixed doubles at the Hyundai masters. And yes. Is that a tryout type thing? I know you guys played a couple times or a few times last year, or is that something that's going to be pretty solid uh, in 2023? Uh, um, no, <laughs> he's rattled. He's rattled. He's rattled. So before the whole MLP PPA merger, before everything, so my APP slate was mostly with Dylan, and then I had a few with some with James, and then some some other random ones. Um, but then actually. Riley Newman asked me to play mixed in the PPAs, but I wasn't intending to sign with the PPA at this point. Um, And so I said I can play like 14 um, or 15 PPAs, and I was going to just kind of have another hardcore year of playing both. But then with how um, everything is shaken out now that I have signed along with a lot of other people. So I've got this one with Dill, and then I'm with Riley the rest of the year, assuming all goes well. So a little unfortunate because I love playing with Dylan. We've, we're like five for five meddling when we've played together, including my like third ever pro tournament in Delray Beach. She like carried me to a bronze here. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of how the cookie crumbled. So it's unfortunate, but yeah, we'll that's, hopefully Dylan and I do well. Yeah, lots, lots of people in a similar situation. I don't think there's yeah. In any way to avoid it, it, it wasn't it wasn't ideal, but that that's kind of how it how it shook out. But so got got some Anna Lee and got some Riley in there. Pretty pretty reasonable partnerships. Um, I'm not sure about a couple of the other ones that you have mixed in, but t- tell me just a little bit about your mindset because we we've talked about it on here as well about when you are playing with someone of that caliber and what kind of mindset you have. Is it it's easy on court at times, but also there's some difficulties uh, playing with someone, uh, you know, that is, you know, that highly ranked. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? 
Um, you know, I don't really know. I was actually talking to her today and I was like, I don't know how people are going to play against us. Are they going to hit me like 90% of the balls? Like kind of like how it is with Catherine and, and her mom. I just don't really know. And I don't know how I'll handle that. I mean, of course, when I first started playing with Jesse, like it was like that. I was seeing every single ball and I think I handled it decently well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know. It's actually funny. The first time Anna Lee and I ever practiced together, it was after her mom got hurt. So usually her and her mom pretty much practice. Other people come to them. They don't play with too many women. Um, but we were like practicing together and our first game together, like I was like spastic. I was like so nervous. Was, <laughs> oh my God. I was just making so many mistakes. Um, so, you know, I don't really know. I think it'll be really, really interesting. I tend to play well under pressure. Like, of course, it's a lot of pressure playing with Annalie, like anything less than winning is pretty much not a successful tournament at her level and her dominance. I do think that kind of dominance is going to get harder and harder. Like this year, you know, you just look at the field for the masters and you still have some people not playing like Andrea is not playing Paris isn't playing, but it's still like so deep. I don't think there's going to be many, like, you get to sleep until you hit the semis anymore um, in any event, but women's historically, of course, been a little weaker Then in mixed with Riley. You know, I think it's funny. I think I'm one of the, I actually asked Riley to play mixed when I was first talking with the PPA was around like the time of Houston or South Carolina. It was just like a shot in the dark. It was like, why not just ask? And he'd never, we had never played against each other or anything. And he was just like, oh, no, like, sorry. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, I figured I would ask. That might affect. Uh, At least you responded. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, that might affect a decision. Um, but then in the Takea PPA, me and Dylan played against him and Lindsay. We, I can't say that we should have won, but we really had momentum and we were playing really well, but we ended up losing in three. And then we beat them in the back draw. And just, we just had a good tournament in general. And then he asked me to play because I think I'm one of the few women that kind of I can play both sides well and mixed because I've played so much with Tyler this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I kind of fit the bill a little bit for what he might've been looking for. Um, First so I'm really excited about that. We'll see. I don't really know how to play. I don't know if, because obviously him and Annalie just completely like kind of walked through nationals for the most part. They had some yeah. tight ones, I think, while they were figuring it out. But then, you know, you watch him play with Lindsay and it's like totally different. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I can't, I'm not, a resetter of that caliber is <laughs> um, I don't, I don't really think anyone is, you know, when she's covering, mm-hmm. like when she's planted, like the ball's coming back. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know. And we haven't really talked, but I think we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. And it is, uh, it, it, that, I think that flexibility helps a lot with Riley because he's so used to playing uh, right with Lindsay uh, often. So uh, obviously he can, he can play both sides, but to, to have that ability to where he's got the pancake in the middle on the left and then the, the big two-hander in the middle when he's on the right. I think he's one of those guys that can play right in a fairly dominant fashion. So, uh, you, you, you know what this sounds like, Anna? This this sounds like when you threw out that shot in the dark to Riley just to see and he kind of shot you down, it kind of sounds like me asking you to play after after you destroyed my wife at Punta Gorda last year and you were just like <laughs> – you were like you were like – you're like, Adam, this, it's been a huge whirlwind. This is my first tournament. Let me get back to you. And then I'll let you know on that. And I never heard anything, Anna. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you, you were injured. You didn't like beat me ever. That would have been a different story. It was insane. <laughs> I was like, I felt like the bell of the ball. I was getting so many texts. <laughs> oh yes. No, for sure. Yes. Uh, it, it, it is cool to be in, in the cool kids club. And uh, yeah. I think, I think everyone who's, made it to some su- substantial level and pickleball has kind of felt that way at some point when they, when they burst on the scene. So, uh, 
Uh, and actually, Anna, I mean, you made a mistake. You could have been the, the if I wouldn't have got injured, you could have been the Beer City Open champion because we were we were scheduled to play Beer City last year. And, and of course, I had a little calf situation and passed you along to James. Uh, but that, that, that would have been a fun ride if we were able to do it. Uh, oh, well, we probably would have beaten Declan and Meg Charity. Oh, absolutely. There's no question. <laughs> no probably question. so deep in his head. Like. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, since you brought up Declan, I might as well talk about how the last time we played singles, I won. So that's cool. Oh. <laughs> so that's cool. That's it. No, that's all I have to say. That's it. Let's move on. To oh, next. next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, let's see here. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk a little. Let's talk some just stuff about you for a few minutes before we get uh, into more pickleball stuff. Uh, what, uh, Kind of what was your kind of sports background growing up? Obviously, you have a great tennis pedigree. Uh, were you, you know, a lot of people that played high level tennis, it was kind of, you know, you, you had a few people or uh, some percentage of, of that player pool that was kind of the, the intense psycho tennis was your whole life. Was it a little more laid back uh, with a variety of sports that you were growing up? Uh, tell, tell me a little bit about that. Um, it was pretty much psycho tennis is my whole life for a long time. So my dad played, walked on to like Tennessee Tech, small, small D1 school. But he was someone who started playing at like 14 or 15 and was just completely obsessed. Like kind of like how, you know, we are with pickleball, like shadow swings in the mirror, teaching himself. <laughs> just one of those. So then I was the, I'm the oldest. And there are photos of me like with like a racket at like two or three, like just like a yard from the net being dropped balls. So right. I pretty much say I got serious with tennis at six when I played my first tournament. And um, I set a couple records in Texas for youngest to do a couple things. Like they've probably been broken by now, but uh, just super obsessed. Family moved to Florida when I was like 12, largely for tennis. I was at the USTA for a couple years. So I was like that kind of prodigal status, I guess, when you're 12. But then I fractured my back, was out for a couple years. Um, not completely out, but completely, you know, playing for six months and I wasn't, yeah, that really burned me out. That took a toll on me. So then I went back into public school when I was latter half of eighth grade and did high school. And from there it was much more chill. Um, I did the high school tennis team thing. I played softball on like just a local league. I ran cross country. Uh, so then, then I had a pretty normal life, normal high school experience. I just also played a good amount of tennis, but we didn't really travel that much. Um, played like winter nationals in Arizona. It was like the only tournament I traveled for. I didn't even play orange bowl and Eddie her, uh, like my last year. Sorry. People probably don't know what those are, but those are bigger international. <laughs> yeah. so when, so yeah, once I went back into public school, things were chill and I was having more fun with it and still, still getting good results. Like when I played uh, locally, plenty of good players here, um, yeah, pretty tennis. Tennis was the whole life kind of until I got hurt, got burned out, you know, wasn't winning quite as much as I was used to. Mm -hmm. Always knew I wasn't going to go pro. I knew I didn't want that. I knew I didn't love tennis as much as some of my peers. You know, I always right. hoped it would rain. I hoped some godly event would happen so I didn't have to practice. You know, I think a lot of people <laughs> thought that, but I yes. kind of learned as I got older on my college tennis team, like not everyone is like that. Like some people actually like wanted to play and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's a crazy, crazy percentage of people that play high level tennis have that love hate relationship with it. So uh, kind of sounds like you had a mixture of uh, uh, some hardcore years and then some more balanced years when you were in high school. So that, that's very cool. So so what happened with your back? Was this like yeah. a slow kind of 
uh, grinding injury or was it like some like an actual event that happened that broke it? It was a slow grindy thing. You know, I was complaining of back pain um, and everyone, all the trainers thought it was muscular. Mm. Um, but I took, so I was going to go play in Arizona, a big tournament and I hadn't played any tennis for like two weeks prior to kind of rest the back. And we went over there and practiced for one day. And then that night I was like in excruciating pain. Um, just, just like, I remember like, like really sad. Like I was like 13 years old and like screaming, like trying to move or get out of the bed or like my dad thought I should stretch. And I was like in so much pain. Um, and so obviously he didn't play, didn't play in the tournament. Um, but we were like stuck in Arizona for a week. Like the flights were already booked. And it was just so bad. It's like my, we were in the car and like my dad, you know, just going to a restaurant and he would be inside. And I was just like gradually like trying to get out and just work myself out. So yeah, it was, it was a, then we got the MRI. Like I had completely a pretty big fracture and I don't know which one. Um, I don't really remember. We'll see. We'll go with that. <laughs> oh, oh wait that's a finger metatarsal is that a, is that a finger? <laughs> Adam. Adam. I want to say it was L4 okay okay um but yeah so that was that was a long recovery process and pretty yeah. sad honestly but all worked out for the best I mean I'm really happy with my life and stuff but it was yeah it was kind of a tough time for sure yeah, so injuries suck. Injuries yeah. suck. We all know that. Robert Robert knows about that. And yeah, yeah that's that is too bad, especially at that age. You know, that's like something I should be dealing with now, back pain, not not someone as a teenager. So uh same yeah, thing that's happened t- with uh Connor Garnett. I was just talking to him and Oh really? Yeah, when he was when he was playing junior tennis, he broke his or fractured his back as well and it kind of derailed a lot of stuff. But Joey yeah. Furious. Joey Fisius yeah, as yeah, well, yeah. S- similar situation, high level tennis player. So, did you did you mention somewhere in there, Anna, that you were living in Texas before Florida? Yes, I lived, born in Texas, lived there until I was twelve. Where? Uh, Fort Worth. Okay, cool. Area. All right, awesome. Yeah, I'm a Texas boy, so that's cool. Did not know that. Excellent. Uh, G- GCU is going down on Monday. Uh, they're Fort Worth, right? Is TCU in uh, Fort yeah, Worth? Yeah, yeah, they're playing Georgia, right? Go dogs. Go yeah. dogs. <laughs> I am afraid I'm, I think I'm going to have to root for, um, say it, don't, there. you can, you can Anna, help. Right? You want to do a little friendly Ray wager? Would it give me an offer? That guy strung me along. Watch Bernstein wouldn't give you an offer. Oh my God. Yeah. They told oh, me I was yeah. their number one. All this stuff started talking to me freshman year, like came down, watched me practice twice. No offer. Unbelievable. So, no, I, I know. I remember that on the because uh, I, I threw Drake in to, to that one list that I made yeah. uh, and Anna made a comment about that. And yep. uh, I think I think Drake's response was, I just didn't think she was going to be that good. <laughs> I think that's what he said. That's fine. I hey, mean, go Bears. Go no, Bears. No, but right? I think I think I think his point was that you you proved him wrong and you outperformed yes. the way he thought you were going to do. Yes. There you go. So, hey, his yeah. loss, his loss. Athens is fun though. Athens, I loved Athens. Yeah, I visited and everything. Really cool place. Berkeley's kind of similar, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but yeah, probably a campus little wise. Grungier. Yeah. A little grungier, yeah. 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 So we, we can we we talked about Drake making that or you making that comment about uh, me putting Drake in there. So I I uh, you, you seem to have a pretty good uh, vibe and uh, uh, online personality, and you got you like you like to get in the mix with some Twitter comments here and there, some posts here and there. I just recently saw some video of 
you and Lacey Schneeman beating your chest or something like that. Tell, tell me, yeah. oh, she, she, is, she is on your current MLP team. I know you guys are Yola buddies. Uh, what was that? I didn't really get to see. Oh, all we of were it. just, we were just getting high. We were just like kind of imitating Tyson and Rafa. Mm, I see, <laughs> I see. Just a little bit of jumping around like Tyson does, like some barking, some, some barking, some, right. Like, Right. Round them up, you know, yeah. <laughs> a little, a little yeah. bit of that. I think Lacey and I were saying that as a team, I think maybe we should all on timeouts, like just stack the paddle the way Rafa does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and Lacey are playing women's. We're just going to stack the paddles. I love it. Yes. Right. You know, just, just, just stuff like that. That's all. Just I think just... you're, I think my, my favorite comment you made on Twitter was someone was, uh, it was after the draft, someone was breaking down like the teams and someone was talking about Manassi's team and talking about this, that, you know, not the most talented, what happened there, da, 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 da. And Anna just says, McNasty. That team is I had like a clown emoji and laughing face. Clown emoji, so good. Clown emoji is underutilized. It really is. You know, and someone actually told me the other day that he was, uh, that he just said I was like a little annoying and I don't, he probably didn't particularly care for that comment for that tweet, (laughs) but it's just like, I don't really care. Like there were some names that should have gotten drafted and, uh, you know, I I got a random text out of the blue from McNasty that just said, and I think it was in response to our podcast. I don't even remember what we said, but it just said, not a GM. (laughs) Not a a GM. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Yeah. Who who knows, Robert? I think we both had a slight buzz in our last podcast. Yeah. I'm stone cold, stone cold sober today though. So it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so, uh, so have you, I know you said you only planned out half the year and women's at least, but are you, do, do you have a number of the amount of tournaments that you're going to play or, or like a, um, uh, some form of schedule or total number? Uh, because that's, that's been a big factor. We've talked about that a lot in terms of what, what's the perfect amount of tournaments. Is there a number or a threshold you get to where a burnout sets in? I'm sure it's different for every person, but what, what, what do you think about that? I play like a ton of pickle. I don't think anyone really played more than me last year, like from when I started. So I think definitely some people played as much like probably Federico and like J-Dub, but I don't think anyone played more. And so I'm kind of planning on doing that again this year. Right now I'm planning on playing. I mean, the PPA schedule keeps changing, but there's mm-hmm. one I'm planning on not playing. Um, all the MLP is going to play nationals. I mean, I think the U S open is a little up in the air, but I would, I would really, I'd, I'd like to play. Um, let's see if there. Do you know the story on that? Cause last I heard was that PPA players can't play it. But is that is it is that not like final final? I haven't heard anything. I, I don't think unless other people have had personal uh, conversations, I've had no like official communication from them. So got it. We'll see. I definitely want to play the over under events though. I love oh, it's super fun over events. Yeah, I just love them. I had so much fun in nationals. I had a lot of fun um, getting called up last minute as a replacement at the U.S. Open last year with Scott Flegelman. I just think they're a blast. So it's super fun. I wish more tournaments would actually just do that just for fun. If people want to sign up, great. If they don't, don't. Exactly. I think they're super fun events. Like I'm playing with Beth Bellamy and I'm playing against like Callie Smith and Eva Welcher <laughs> yeah. and I'm playing mixed doubles. Like I'm the guy. <laughs> it's, it's fun, total, right? A total blast. And it's like, totally. Leia was telling me that she was watching and she just thought it was so funny. Like watching me and Callie play mixed doubles against each other. <laughs> I know because none of us really know how to play. And yeah. it's just a blast. I think it's really fun. 
Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, I've, I've played a couple of those events as well. And uh, yeah, she, Anna definitely still has the bright eyed pickleness. So, so, sometimes that fades, but you're, you're in the prime prime of your yeah. career here after that, that extreme first year. And, and I, I don't blame you at all for, for going full force for another year. Similar uh, to, similar to James, actually, like James is like, I love pickleball. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Like, does, does he, who, who likes it more, you or James, Anna? Oh, James. And I'm really totally <laughs> to say that. Yeah. James, like obsessed, obsessed with pickleball obsessed always like talking about it thinking about it yeah yeah so, so some people nobody watches more pickleball than james <laughs> That's and crazy. see it, it some it fades for some people and some people it doesn't it just yeah. it's it's real it's real so I, of course i always uh, label everything or compare everything to poker but it's the same thing it's like those people that play for a couple years they're obsessed and they burn out and there's the people that play for 40 years and they're just as excited as the first day so it's it's different for everyone uh, but just just wondering, uh, you know, after that extreme extreme schedule, if, if there was any possible burnout. But you know, with the, with the year you had and some of the results you've had, that also also makes it easier to to stay locked in. So uh, besides it's more for fun when you win, yeah, that's that's for dang sure. That's yeah. for dang sure. So besides for actual on court play, do you, are you going to be working, teaching? Are you involved in anything, or do you just full force one hundred percent pickleball on the court? I just play pickle really. Yeah. I do like sometimes random things come up. Like I taught a clinic after nationals with the pickleball form for women. So some random things as they come up, I'll do, but I honestly think I'm a really bad coach. So <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's good uh, self-awareness full, because full a, lot disclosure. Of people, a lot of people that are good players are just like, they're like, well, of course I can coach, you know, because I can play. Well, yeah, like yeah. I think, I think at a high enough level, I could definitely provide value just with like thinking and stuff. But with people who are like three, five and below, which is like most people who play pickleball and anything technical, anything, yeah. I have really no idea. Cause, yeah. Because yeah, we, we never had to go through that. Right. And it's like, yeah. you know, the first term I ever played was a pro tournament. So it's like you never go through that, like that learning curve of like somebody that doesn't have a tennis background, which is that's most people that are playing pickleball now. Yeah. So. I mean, I could get better, but uh, we'll just see. You know, I think I'll go hard for another year, maybe maybe two, and then kind of just see. I mean, I think the whole landscape is going to change, right? Right? Like, who knows if the pro game is really fully going to take off? I really hope it does, you know, with what the PPA and MLP are doing and kind of their plans and just everyone involved in pickleball. But it could also be the pro game kind of like teeters off and it doesn't, and you know, the recreational side continues to grow massively, but you know, we'll see, I think some of these like MLP owners and investors in the PPA and stuff, they're going to start wanting some return on their investment too. So 100%. We'll see. Yeah. We talked about that with James and he, he thought the same thing. <laughs> there, there, there's no real way to plan at this point. The, the changes are, are, fast fast and and a lot so uh but i tell you if that if that report that came out today is accurate it's pretty wild the one i don't know if you yeah. saw it out in marana but uh, 36.5 million oh, I did see it. people I did see playing it. played pickleball between like august 2021 august 2022 or something like that it's insane when the last like highest reported i think the prior year was like five million players to have 36 million people that played at least once. And I think it was like eight and a half million that played oh, okay, sorry. Um, more than eight times over the past year. Like that's wild. 
And I think the, we've talked about this before, Adam, like <laughs> if, if, um, if the pro game does take off and viewership increases, it's going to be people like the good comparisons golf, right? Like if you play golf, you like watching the pros and seeing what they do and seeing how they play. And it's going to be similar with pickleball, in my opinion, like the more people that play or, you know, the more people that are going to watch, want to watch the highest level. So I think if participation keeps going like it is, then the pro game should be fine. I agree. No, definitely. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, you know, with the, you know, the, the rapid growth, it's just, we, we've talked about it being a bubble a couple of times and, and how it could, it could completely pop. It could just pop a little bit or it could just keep going and only time will tell with that. So, uh, we're, we're, we're all in the mix, uh, to it, to you two on the court, me outside the lines, but, uh, you, you guys know, I love the sport, whether I'm playing or not. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. So, um, what would you say right now is your favorite event of the three, Anna? Um, definitely not singles. Um, probably women's is still my favorite, but I actually have come to really like mix. At first, I didn't like mix that much. I think, I think a lot of girls feel like that at first because, you know, for men it's like singles, mixed, gender. I think for women it's like generally like singles gender mixed just because mixed is the game with like more nuance for us um but I've come to really like it I think my forehand dink has gotten better I actually I probably prefer to play mixed on the right than the left I just I don't know just like carving forehand dinks like being tricky like getting the guy and stuff is really fun I don't think there's anything more satisfying in pickleball or James I had this discussion it was like I, I think for me the most satisfying thing in pickleball is like countering on a man and, and like clean winner or winning some firefight, something like yeah. that. And James told me that his favorite is like when in mixed a woman, like, you know, tries to do something sneaky, like something trying to just <laughs> kills it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back, someone just yeah. crushes it. That yeah. would be his favorite. So kind of funny. So he likes, he likes crushing women. Okay, James. <laughs> oh, one. Like, I think that, Poor Eric Lang has been hit by James like more than anyone just like in mixed and men's like watching our teams play at MLP like and then uh, at TOC like James and Maggie played Eric and Mary and I saw Eric get hit like twice like <laughs> James just happens to hit people a lot like me and James play South Carolina today and he bagged like Andrea he bagged Zane like he's just getting everyone look at everyone but, but if, if you if the girl challenges him up the line Right, the two eat, it's going cross. So the man's in trouble. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Eric, Eric's a big target. Uh, you, he is a big target. Great, great player, but he's a big target. Yeah. So. But I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's just players, meaning, meaning you, your favorite part. I think it's the fans as well. When the guy right. gets burned by the girl, the eruption is much different than yeah. any, any other point. So, uh, no, that, that makes like, See, that's what they get for like taking so much cord and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they love, they love to, they love to talk about it. So, um, uh, yeah. So I guess there, I mean, there's not really much of an off season in pickleball, but I guess we're kind of in the midst of it a little bit, even though there's pretty much tournaments all the time. So when big thing in poker is you go, you play a few sessions, and then you go back and you research, and they call it the lab. So you go play and then you go back to the lab, figure out what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right, and then carry on. So for the lab, what have you been working on or have you been working on anything specific, whether that's patterns, frequencies, or just new shots adding to your game over these last few weeks that you've been practicing? 
the biggest thing that I'm excited to debut is I've actually developed, I think, a pretty good one-handed flick. Let's like, go. Actually really good. I've been working on it a lot. I was actually about to completely give up on it, but um, Lacey came. We were practicing a lot, and I'm lucky that my dad was my tennis coach my whole life, and so he's still really happy to, like, feed me balls and, and just help me a lot and just kind of – you know, I wouldn't want to do it. I think it'd be pretty boring, but he's happy to do it for me. And so we've been working on that a lot. And I was getting Johnny Goldberg a little bit today. You know, he's going to sit here. I'm kind yeah. of getting up here. <laughs> I like it. I like so it. The little I, off speed in the right armpit. Let's go. Yeah. So I've been working on that a lot. Um, and then I've been working on, you know, my defense is good. Transition zone is good, but a lot of getting better at that. Um, and I've also been like continuing to work on the law, but and and earning on the right but i'd say nothing i haven't focused on anything as much as the as the flick the one the flick and in general staying on the kitchen line better on the left side like now i'm i'm not backing off the line as much i'm yeah. reaching in and just like even volleying things with two hands because i i watch myself play and it's like there's so many i'm more comfortable attacking off the bounce um but there are so many balls that are very attackable that i just set up for myself yeah. and i just back up and hit another roll dink which is a right. good dink but you know right right but that's yeah. the big thing i've wanted to add is out of the air on the on the backhand side the, sure the one the one-handed flicks a rarity in the women's game so if you can get that if you can get that dialed that's going to be huge yeah, yeah I mean, it's that's, still taking the right ball and everything of course it's going to take it's going to take a while to get like really good you know georgia can do it Etta can do it leia can do it i would say those are the lacy can do it as well when, when she's playing well she's very good but yeah, not a lot of people have it. Um, I think we'll see more and more people have it though. You know, I think pickleball is going to continue to grow and get more competitive. And if you don't have something, it's going to be a problem. Like I think we kind of saw that with Callie Smith um, this year, like she's a great player, but when she's on the left, like she doesn't have too much offense on the back inside. She kind of has her little like kind of poke. Yeah, po pokes, she yeah. does. Um, but off the balance, she doesn't have it. So now you see her, she's kind of messing around, thinking with two hands. I know she's been working on it. So yeah. Yeah, any no, goals I, are going to really start to get picked apart. Yeah. I think um, yeah, the, I, the best. Oh, go ahead, Rob. Yeah. I was going to say the best, the best cross training, like that, like uh, that I found for the, for the one handed flick out of the air is hitting just ping pong backhands, like table oh, really? tennis. Cause it's just, it's that same motion. It's just that, that same upward roll. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, yeah, if you can just dial that in, it really helps. Yeah. Jane. No, I, no I, I was just going to say, I know I, th I think you're right about that. And with Callie as well, it's like, if you, if you go at her at the wrong time and the, her, her two handed backhand is shoulder level, then sure. She's going to crush it, but creating, creating offense or, or kind of when the ball is at her thighs up to, you know, her, her chest, it, it's, the, the, you're going to have to, you're going to have to create something from that, from that range. It can't just be a dink or, or a powerful counter. You got to have something to keep them off balance. Uh, and, and having that, that one handed attack that's being hit four or five inches closer to your opponent is, is a really huge deal. And like Rob said, and you as well, Anna, not, not a lot of girls have that right now. So if you can, if you have that in your back pocket, you're just one step ahead. Right. Yeah. Maggie Romenzi also has it. I forgot to say Yeah, that. it is she pretty does. good. And, and I, I know Jesse can poke it a little bit too. Yeah. Her, uh, yeah but, she just, her reach is so far and her wrist right. is so strong. It's kind right. of a little bit different, but it's still a good out of the it's, air. Yeah. It's a no, poke. Really there, there's not really any roll to it. It's just kind of a poke from her. And, uh, but you're exactly right. She has very strong wrists, but 
Jesse, she's she's pretty dang linear. Uh, there's not a lot of coming yeah. underneath the ball and rolling. And, you know, she's great at what she does, but there, there's not a ton of margin for error there. So I, I would definitely consider that that a little more of a poke than a flick. But uh, yeah, all yeah, um, I'd say I'd say right now it's probably, you know, four to five or six ladies that really have a legitimate one. And if, if you have that as well, that's that, that's great. And I, hope, I, I hope, I hope we'll see. Ahead. We'll see if I've got it. I hope yeah. I've got it. We'll <laughs> so, see if uh, I have to do it in a tournament though. Yeah, no, I know it's, it's hard. It's, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a little easier when they're, when you're just getting uh, the ball fed to you in the right spots. And it's, it's not just the, the technique breaking it's da- down. It's like recognizing the ball to do it on yeah, and when totally. not to. And that's, that, that's just time. That's just time. So yeah. uh, we're on this topic of practice. So Anna, uh, who Who is your kind of normal group? I know we've talked to a lot of people down in that area. I know the waters don't always like to play with the ladies. And I think that's kind of maybe changing a little bit, but who is your typical group? And do you guys just, you guys just jump out there and just play or, or is there a little structure to what you guys do? Maybe some, some drilling or, or some kind of uh, routine that you guys have when you practice. I would say there's pretty much no routine. The court situation here is actually not, the best because so many people play especially with snowbirds here right now and so mm-hmm. like last year on this time you know you could go to a park in the morning you could go to a park at night in the evening and pretty certainly you're going to get a court but now it's not really like that as much i think pickles just gotten a lot more popular so not much routine to anything um we had like this one spot with four courts that was pretty much always open in the mornings uh but now like people have found it so now there's like, <laughs> it's kind of unfortunate um no private but, courts in the area? What? There aren't. I figure Florida would have a bunch of private courts at people's houses. Not too many people have private courts. There's um, one uh, family with a private, with two private courts, and we play there sometimes, but not not too much. But yeah, it's tough. It's not that tough, but it's it's like it's it's a bit of a hurdle to like routine. So the normal group is definitely myself, James, uh, Georgia, and J Dub. And then uh, like Mircha, uh, George and Jacob's mom, Julie, uh, Johnny Goldberg, Regina. Regina works, so she can't always play. Um, Millie Rain, Gabe Tardio when he's around. He's I don't know if he's back from Bolivia yet. Uh, so that's like the core group, but I'm at least not involved in too much drilling. I don't know if the Johnsons drill a lot with each other, but I generally drill with um, like my dad and uh, – um, I drove with Krista Gacheva a decent amount. She got drafted to the Challenger League, so she's around here as well. Um, sometimes I drove with Millie. Um, sometimes me and James too, but it's tough to drill with James because I just feel like it's just always losing, and that, that gets a little draining as well, I have to say. <laughs> or sometimes we would play – we don't know this anymore. We'd play dink games, and it was like I wouldn't even hit a bad dink, and he'd just speed up the ball. <laughs> I'm going to lose in, like, two shots. There's nothing I can do, right? Or we're, like, playing dink games cross-court, and he'll, like, take something through the middle. And I'm like – Cheating, <laughs> cheating, cheating, cheating. And he's like, what? Like, I would do that. <laughs> uh, but I would, I would do that and see the thing is is I, I wouldn't but he actually would because he, he would do that he would just speed it up for, for yeah. whatever right. reason so tell me tell me a little bit I, she's one of the only players in the whole player pool that I didn't know a lot about Krista Gachiva what is is she a newer player is she taking it serious what's her background I don't know anything about her um she is taking it pretty serious so she moved from Newport beach to Florida, like, um, mm-hmm. I think around August, maybe. Um, 
just related to work, but I think she's been playing pickle a little over a year now. Um, decent tennis background. She like smacks the crap out of the ball. She hits super hard, mm-hmm. but just right now prone to like mistakes. I would say yeah. she just makes a good, a, a fair, like too many mistakes really, yeah. but she's got yeah. the power and the hand speed. That's- uh, just, just errors. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I mean, you, you need the hand speed. So uh, if you yeah. have that, there's always something to work with. That was, mm-hmm. sounds like someone on this podcast right now, Robert Nunnery, when I first started <laughs> playing there, Rob, you know, you were, you would, you were a big fan of those head high dinks. Yes, uh, but I was. You, but you yes, had, was. you could, uh, the one thing I remember, you were very good at letting the ball go early, which is a big indicator of skill, I think. And you always had the hand speed and the exchanges. So, uh, I think your soft games come a long way. So I think that's a uh, kind of, a, you know, uh, something that happens a lot with these players. Yeah. That, but, but having that hand speed is I would rather go that way than the other way, being very competent, soft, but not having quite the hands, hands in the counters. So yeah. having that raw ability with the hand speed and the power is just awesome tools to work with. So that's great. So now I know a little the, bit about her. Uh, the 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 Selkirk that I've been playing with the the zero zero two I think James is playing with the the thicker one the zero zero two A, but the zero zero two it's like I'm having a tough time trying to dial in the the softness of it and and the recess and stuff but the counters are so heavy like it's so nice <laughs> not to have to take a big whack at it on exchanges that can just be really short and compact and the thing's coming off hot it's nice. Yeah, you're not you're not very compact, Rob. So that's good. Oh, I am now. I don't have well, to take I, I, big swings anymore. Yeah, I could take a I, I could take a little note uh, from that as well as I sometimes <laughs> yeah, hit, as I sometimes hit my back with my back swing. So that's <laughs> probably, it's pro- probably not good. Timing has to be pretty good in that situation. So Anna, how about this? So what do you think about when you're on the left attacking the person's body in front of you more frequently? What do you think about that? I think you're totally right. It's so funny. You just text me that like out of the blue. I have thought that about myself for a while. Cause I'm always thinking about like, what side are they sitting on? I'm going to go to the opposite, opposite side, but I, especially against women, like most women don't, aren't strong at the body anyways, like mm-hmm. straight to the sternum. So I don't know why it's yeah. just, uh, I've been trying to do it more, but it's just like a, it's just like a habit to, oh, oh, to either go left side or right side. But I think you're totally right. I really do. Right. It, may, it makes a lot of sense we know when you're fresh and new as well it's like you're like you see them leaning or you see them in a certain spot then you you think i'm gonna go line this time i'm gonna go middle this time and then of course i have my my roll dink that i'm gonna hit as well so i think that you're exactly right though attacking body on aj kohler or deckle you know probably probably not the thing to do there but a lot of those ladies with their big swings and how they come around the ball as opposed to this right here Right. Uh, I think that, you know, having a quality attack, wherever it is, right hip, right shoulder, just maybe just flat out chest in general, and then look to clean up on the subsequent, you know, ball or two, I think is a really good strategy. And I think that's a big difference between the women and the men, uh, where they're most comfortable countering from. So uh, I would say maybe squeeze that in a little bit more in 2023 there, Anna. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nice, coach. nice coach client relationship. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so I great. would love it if Adam would be my coach. He would. All you got to do is ask. Yeah. yeah. You? All you, you got to do is ask. That's right. So I, I mean, ask and pay up. 
That's the yeah. There you go. So that that's, that's the situation I'm in. There you go. I mean, uh, that's the situation I'm in. I'm a obviously a high end content creator and uh, internet personality, of course. But I'm also I'm also uh, a coach and a GM. So hey. I'm just throwing it out there. Somebody get at me. Get at me, people. <laughs> Throw money uh, at me. What are you GM for? Is it? Uh, yeah, the hard eights. The hard eights. Yeah. So I, I would say I'm probably SoCal hard eights, which is Riley, AJ, Lindsay, and Mary Brasha. Okay. So I, I would say I'm probably a little bit more team coach than GM because I think the hard eights owner, Timothy Parks, is one of the most competent owners out there in terms yeah. of knowing about the players, player personnel, that kind of stuff. So I obviously gave him a lot of help and rankings and we talked a lot, but he, he is very capable of making decisions when it comes to drafting or player personnel. So it's been a lot of fun working with him. So are you doing uh, both seasons or are you just yes. the first season? Both it'll seasons. be, it'll be for the year. It'll be for the year. Uh, oh, so uh, yeah, it, it is pretty exciting. And I think it's going to, it's going to be growing a lot. And I've had some people reach out to me uh, just kind of like, I was thinking about getting involved in the team. Tell me about it. So I think it's really cool. So speaking of that MLP situation, let's chat a little bit. Anna Bright, member of the New York Hustlers. And that is Tyson McGuffin, Rafa Hewitt, and Lacey Schneeman. Tell me a little bit about your team, the vibe, uh, what you think are some of your strengths, maybe some of your weaknesses, Anna. (laughs) My My team is like built around energy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think like anyone looking at a list for what's going to be like the loudest team. You've got some pretty huge personalities on the team and like myself, Roth and Tyson and Lacey gets fired up as well. Just a lot of people haven't, uh, haven't seen it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. And uh, we'll see. So I think our, our strength is like, we're all like, you know, almost everyone in MLP is like a great competitor and everything, but um I think that Lacey, a lot of our team is going to kind of ride on how uh, Lacey is. So we picked the last female and that was a really tough spot to be in. Uh, and that largely came down to um, my, my decision there. You know, I, you know, I have, you know, the input is different uh, for every player, every team, but I had like some input here and there. Um, but the last with Lacey, they just let that be my call. And I was just like frozen, you know, and I can hear the time and it's like hustlers. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, you know, cause Lacey's my friend. Um, so it's kind of between like Lacey and Susanna and probably Sierra. Uh, I, I felt like the singles was important. I felt like we had a strong singles team and I wanted to maintain that. And I have personally almost lost to Lacey a couple of times. And I have lost to her in mixed. Like when, when Schneeman is hot, she's scary like some of the fastest and heaviest hands and, and like what you're saying, Adam, she's actually super strong at her body, like very masculine strokes. Like gets the ball down really well. I think her and Georgia are the best at that. Um, so I've seen her ball out and I've played against Susanna a couple of times at MLP. And I felt like she kind of didn't play her best when it kind of counted, like Jackie and I just kind of wrecked, wrecked the, the heart eights and, and, um, the semi and then her and mm-hmm. Lang were up like 20 to 12 to put away James and Jackie and beat our team and ended up losing. So I felt like if I'm playing to like consistently make the semis or the quarters, like I'm definitely going to go with Susanna with that pick, but, it, but MLP, you're kind of playing to win. You kind of got to swing for the fences a little bit, I think. And I think some teams did that last year and it was really successful. Like the hard eights with, with picking Sierra or, um, 
or like kind of Rangers picking James or like, but then you also have it like not totally pan out, like with the five, you know, kind of taking Ben Newell, like that didn't really pan out as expected, but you got to play to win. You know, there's not much money or prestige in making even the semifinals. So that was kind of the mentality with that pick. I love Lacey and she's been training a lot. I was really impressed with her um, this week when she was here. We had a lot of fun, hit a ton of pickleballs. I want to figure out what sides we're playing, right or left, because right. she prefers the left as well. And I am I'm, – I'm honestly very comfortable on both sides. I think I'm a little more effective on the left, a little more dangerous. But, yeah. but we'll see. That's something we'll have to kind of figure out and iron out a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no, that's that, that's a good good description. I, I think I think you're right. We've talked about it multiple times, Rob, with the, you know, the kind of the top heavy payouts and going kind of shooting for lightning in a bottle as opposed yeah. to, you know, say someone that's a little more solid and, uh, you know, us us, uh, and and I think that we would have looked as the hard eights, uh, you know, with our especially with that last pick and Lindsey Newman, if we didn't have the firepower that we did on the men's side, I think maybe we look for a higher, higher floor. I mean, higher ceiling, lower floor player than Lindsay like Newman, a, like a Sierra, but, or something right? Like exactly. Like a yeah. Sierra who has a little bit more power, maybe some heavier hands, but uh, less consistency. So yeah. it, team construction is so important and, and kind of, uh, kind of, you know, you, you have, you have a rock or two already on the team. You go for it. If you have some firepower, real heavy firepower early on, maybe, maybe you go a little more solid with those later two picks. So uh, no, that's good. Good insight. So I, I have a I have a tricky little question for you here, Anna. Okay. If the New York Hustlers played the ATX Pickleballers from 2022, who wins? Um. So your team from like no your team where well, you weren't ATX Pickleballers were you? What were you? No, ranchers. Ranchers. If oh, you're oh, if, oh, if, if so Jackie, DJ, yes, and James. Yes. James, um, Jackie, you and DJ versus the New York Hustlers. Who wins? Okay, are the uh, are the ranchers like frozen in time? No, we're talking we're now. With, I would we're say now. right now. Right at, now. At this moment, so yeah. James this moment. now. It's mainly yeah, James. James now. Yeah. James has improved a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, very recently, like uh, let's see, James and DJ. I think Tyson and Rafa should win men's there. Um, I just don't think James and DJ mesh too well. Mm-hmm. Women's. It's hard to bet against me and Jackie, I guess, for sure. Yeah, so that. And then me and Tyson versus me and DJ. That all depends on <laughs> DJ. Like, it does. It DJ, does. You never know. Look, I'm, I'm a made a rubber chin. That's good. She's thinking hard. DJ's really <laughs> tough, you know? I kind of felt like at MLP this last time, like I felt like I kind of kept us in those mixed matches because it's like DJ's like throwing up a couple lobs a game and or, or it's like it's like I set up a great point and then it's, I'm like watching him go for a drop volley and I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Slap it. Slap I'm it. Like, oh my God, no, please. You know, but he also like really stepped up on big points, you know? Um, but I would, I haven't played with Tyson, but, uh, I mean, they're polar opposites, really. They're so opposite. Cause I feel yeah, like I me mean, and Tyson yeah. are going to play some, if I play with Tyson, which is kind of what I'm thinking, you know, we'll see, but me and Tyson are just going to be like super grindy. Like Not I can a lot play, of errors yeah. there at all. Yeah. Not like I can all. play some really grindy mixed or I can yeah. play some pretty aggressive mixed and attack the mail. But I think with Tyson, we'll just grind. So. 
Yep. And I, I, I don't know, it on DJ. I think that one's a toss up. I think Jackie and James versus Rafa and Lacey. It, I, I don't know. It's really tough. If it goes 2 2, though, the, the, um, the Hustlers this year are definitely winning. Yeah. Right. If it goes 2 2. And I right. think that would probably go 2 2. Yeah. I so, think it's likely that goes 2 2. So I think the Hustlers would win, but I think it's, it's really tied. It could go either way. Yeah, and on the on the note of MLP and just kind of yeah how the matchups are. What, what's your thought on rally versus um, traditional? Because that's a big topic, and obviously you probably got that um, player survey from from MLP, and I think they they're obviously pushing rally. But what are your thoughts on rally versus traditional? I think for MLP, I like rally, and I like it as it's been implemented. I think it's okay if it's not totally fair with the freeze, like. It's yeah. fine. It's fun. It's exciting. I understand the limitations on time. Um, and, you know, it's nice as a player as well. But uh, it's looking like, you know, with Steve Kuhn's influence, and I know Jill Braverman um, worked with her. So if, if that's the direction the PBA tour is looking to move to, I think we need to think that through a bit more. I understood their point there for gambling. You know, 11-4, I think they said that could be like, 51 44 or it could have actually been 11 4 when it comes down to rally it's, but it's the same as tennis right it's like you could have a million deuce and add and add out and yeah like you, the losing player in tennis often wins more points so i i understand yeah, that point but it's not super relevant in my opinion that's very true too um i see benefits and drawbacks drawbacks but i do i don't think there can be a freeze in normal tournament play like i personally i don't i don't think that's fair um, it kind of eliminates, but then if you don't have the freeze and it's really hard to stage like the big comeback, Yeah, it's tough. But, but I've watched a lot of volleyball as well. And they, you know, they really like to talk about volleyball. I went through a phase of really enjoying watching volleyball, despite having never played it. And you would, you wouldn't often see the score get to score. You see an MLP at like 20 to 12. The score is usually like within two or three by the time one team reaches their match points. So I don't know. I think I marked unsure on the survey. Um, in but general, just you I, as a player, do you have a preference as, as a player oh, versus like what's a, better for the sport or, you know? Well, as a player who's resistant to change, I prefer side out and tournament play. I, I yeah. don't really want to get let go of it. I think a lot of people probably feel that way, but yeah. as far as what's good and best for the sport, I don't really know. I don't really know. I think, you know, getting on TV more is important and maybe rally is a little better for that. Yeah. Um, maybe rally is a little better for scheduling, but is people say like side out is so difficult to learn, but my mom learned it yeah. and, uh, you know, she was sometimes isn't the fastest to pick things up just cause she's like, she's Chinese and you know, sometimes like things like that confuse her, but she picked it up. I've seen a lot of people pick it up. It doesn't yeah. really seem to me like it's that much a barrier to entry. Um, it might be, it's definitely boring a little bit when the score is two, two forever, even as a play, you're like, okay, like, come on, this is the one like off to off to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what's best for the sport as a whole, but I like my side out scoring and tournament play. I, li I like the kind of security it provides. Um, I like that you, it feels like you can play a little more risky when you're serving yeah. uh, versus I think it, at MLP, I didn't hit one drive in the whole event, you know, cause I just don't, I don't really personally think I'm not a good enough driving crasher neither were um, like I, I thought partners as well to, for it to be worth it. Cause in normal side out, if that's a 50, 50 play for your team, 
yeah, right? Like, why not go, go for, for it? it? Yeah. But in rally, like 50 50 is not good enough. No, it's not. I don't I think, unless you're like, I mean, Zane and Rafa, like BLQK was super successful. Yeah. Right? But like, yeah. but you have to be good at it. Team, yeah. Like, those odds are not worth it. So, they weren't, but they weren't, who knows? They weren't quite good enough at, at it against, uh, the Jackrabbits, myself and Hunter Johnson. So just throw yes. it out there. Anyway, continue, continue, continue. I, I, I mean, no one toots my horn. I have to do it myself. I <laughs> we, we know. Well, this. I loved watching you play in MLP. It was like inspiring. I think we were warming up well uh, in your last match. Like you and Hunter beat. Um, oh, Thomas and Chuck. Yeah, yes, Thomas and Chuck. That was such a fun match to watch. I was like watching it. I wasn't even warming up. Like the match point was sick. You were playing unreal. I was like, that's Adam Stone. Like, that's the guy I've been hearing about who's like a stud. But I was about the team play, but I was like, that's Adam Stone. Like, what a freaking animal. I was like kind of waddling around, you know, but you're getting fired. You're going lobs? Two lobs in that match point or something? Just, oh, yeah. just a joke, you know? The Adam Stone. Wow, this man's a talent. Hey, well, it's just I'm, a gift I'm, to the world. It's a gift to the sport of pickle. God, Adam, you're, you're, God. your horn's being tooted hard. Yes, I, I, <laughs> man, this is this is our best guess yet. We've only had a few, but this is our best guess. Yet. Let me tell I you. I was just blown away, and it was such a shame that I heard you didn't get to play your last mixed, but I wanted to see it. Yeah, well, hey, I'll tell you what. I'm feeling a little more healthy these days, so but you I might, just, too. I might just be coaching you him. You brought yourself to the Challenger League. Coach and GM for 2023. I might be in the mix for 2024. Let's go. go. I'll tell you right now, I would not give it a clown emoji. (laughs) I would not give it a clown emoji. Okay, good stuff. Okay, so I have, I basically have one more serious question. And of course, I have like, 20 rapid fire questions we're going to do at the very end and they're there's some good ones i got one that i set you up nicely i hope you take the bait on that anna my my last question we've talked about it a a couple times on this podcast is do you think i I mean i think obviously there's a lot of strategy there's lots of uh you know chess moves being made out there on the pickleball court but do you think that it will get even more structured with set plays I go here, you do this, that kind of being really, really, really in tune with your partner and basically covering almost, almost all situations, especially when it's uh, all four players at the kitchen line. I think men's will develop that way. Uh, I think men's will. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like women's is such a spastic game. I don't oh, see I, that as much in yeah. the women's game, but I see it. I see it more so in men's. I, I think you see that with Ben and Colin. They're so structured and like so regimented. Um, so I think I think men's could develop that way. You know, I think it'll be interesting. People say pickleball is developing into a faster and faster game, and I guess we see that kind of with Matt and Riley this year. But uh, it'll be interesting. You know, as the paddles get poppier. James thinks men's may slow down significantly more even as the, the counters just get better and better. Like you're talking about using the O2 now, Rob, and just the difference in power. Like, you know, you're not, if, if someone is sitting or can react, like it's over, they're just going to completely clock it. So I think it'll be interesting the way the game goes. I I don't see women's like not continuing to be a rip best uh, unless just a whole different like breed of athletes come in that have that ability to immediately just finish points like like pretty much all top men do. Mm. So I don't I don't know. 
I think I think things will become more regimented on the whole, but I don't think it'll ever be perfect, especially not right. in the women's game. Right. No, no, that's no, that's a great insight. And I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, you're you're just paying such a heavy price for for, you know, not really good attacks in men's. So in women's, it's kind of start the fire and with a reasonable shot and then trust your hand speed and your shots after that. And and men's, you, you can't quite get away with it. And you can you can see it in certain matchups, too, where it's it's pretty dang slow in the men's. And then, of course, you, you definitely have the Zanes and the Rafas out there with that or it's a little more little more hectic, but no, I think, I think what you said makes a lot of sense uh, that it might get that way in women's, but it'll take longer. And it, and it might be here as we speak and, and sooner in the men's game, just kind of giving the skill sets of, of everyone. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Be really interesting. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. So, so are, are we going, you got nothing else, Rob? We're going straight into no, the let's rapid go. I'm fire. excited for okay. rapid fire. I so I have, so I have about 10 or 12 rapid fire questions, but I have four percentage questions first so i say the question you say the percentage and then the the last 10 or 12 or so it's just going to be yes or no and you can't take too long to think about these i know you like to think uh but we're going to try to go quick here Okay. okay what percentage of the time that you play will you and anna lee win gold in 2023 80 what percentage of the time do you pick the dinner restaurant over James? 20. What percentage of the time do Rob and myself beat you and Anna Lee? 50. <laughs> <laughs> Probably okay. more. I haven't really seen you guys play too much though, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, that was that was too lengthy of an answer and thought. We're moving on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you guys would probably. I don't know. I haven't really seen you guys play much, though. Uh, comedy, yeah, comedy, drama, or action? Probably comedy, but I hardly watch. We hardly watch movies or TV. White grip or blue football. or blue grip? Blue. Sushi or hibachi? Sushi. Mm, both. Have you ever flown first class? I've never paid for it. Once chess or chess or checkers? Checkers. If you were a GM, would you have picked Rob Nunnery over Gabe Tardio or Hayden Patrick Wing? <laughs> no. She hasn't seen me play. <laughs> yes. That was great. I am 5'8". Would you say I am over or under 175 pounds? Over is my initial. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> would, would you, would you rather. So, so you've got to be under if I think about it, but like that was the word that popped in my head. So I think I've got to say it if it's rapid fire. You, you, you have to say over. You have to say over. So okay, I so, did. So would you rather play pickleball against Catherine or Etta? I'd rather play against Catherine. Okay. Uh, is pineapple on pizza acceptable? I don't like it, but I don't have a strong opinion. I, I people, people really fight over that. <laughs> Hamburger or chicken sandwich? Hamburgers. I'm actually pescatarian, so I don't eat chicken. Oh, I have wow. a burger with a veggie patty. Oh, mm. I see. Would you rather visit Australia or Japan? Australia. When you go to the beach, do you prefer Jame in board shorts or a speedo? 
I'll say Speedo. I think you've asked me that before, though. <laughs> I sent you. Why are you asking me? No, I asked, I asked her that in the interview, and she thought about it really hard, and then. No, because I was gonna make I was gonna make an inappropriate joke. I exactly. was actually gonna make an inappropriate joke earlier on this podcast regarding the flick. I was gonna say James likes to work on in the shower. <laughs> but, but, then, but I set you up perfectly, Anna. You're supposed to say that's what you told me after the interview on and Hilton Head. You said I was gonna say Speedo, but you can't. But there's see not much, much to see. <laughs> oh, that's what I was gonna say. I set you <laughs> up, Anna. Yeah, you did. No, you it. really did. That's my bad. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. But four shorts because there's not much to see. Well, Speedo because there's not much to see. Like, you know, there's no bulge. There's no nothing. There's just a guy in a speedo. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. That's that's all I have personally. Oh, also, I was going to give you just to open the floor up for a second before we end about just some people that have helped you along the way or sponsors or anyone you want to give a shout out to. Oh, okay. Um, obviously, I want to shout out my family. And shout out Yola Pickleball and definitely like Steve Kuhn and Joe Braverman. They like, you know, hired me to duper, which really was sick and everything Steve's doing. So probably those people. Um, the Johnson family has been really great for me. I'm probably forgetting some people, but. And of course, Rob and Adam for having me on this amazing podcast. Yes. Oh, and, oh I forgot to have one more question. So who, who's your favorite Johnson? Jack, Julie, Georgia, or J-Dub? Or Hunter or Yates. Oh, um, it's good not going to be one. Hunter or Yates, I'm afraid. I do think they're really nice guys. But, um, hmm. Georgia or Julie? Man, Jack, that's what J-Dub said. Poor Jack, he's struggling. Jack <laughs> I, mean, I love Jack. <laughs> Jack is great. I love Jack too, but he's not a Georgia, I, I, like, I love J-Dub a lot too. He's really come out of his shell a lot in like the last um six months i would say and he's like a super super funny guy um when he's comfortable and stuff like him and james like have some just very funny conversations that i just non-dick swagger they both have non-dick swagger you know yeah i know you're really really (laughs) right and i mean j-dub had that one interview in chicago that was so heavily james influenced it was just awful but it was funny but it was, was like, me. oh no, like it was like, oh, I think, yeah, it was with you. And I was yeah. just like, what has James done? Like, yeah. thankfully, I don't think JW has done that again. But, uh, but no, yeah, he, he, he said poke balls, massage balls and, so and something else in 15 seconds. I, I, I was it was amazing. It was gold. It was it was a lot. And um, <laughs> I was like, wow, OK, so many to get this guy away from James and Travis. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but first, I love it. I love it. The first taste I got of J-Dub uh, and his little personality that comes out when he's comfortable is, I think it was at LA last year, but he was uh, he was playing the next tournament, I think, with Grant Bond. And uh, men's doubles, Grant Bond, J-Dub. And uh, Grant was like, yeah, we should, we should win that tournament. And J-Dub just like looks at him, pauses for a second, goes, Grant, I don't think your confidence matches your ability. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Like we all really like Grant, but somehow Grant has just, I feel like become someone that everyone like universally like 
drags. <laughs> and I don't know how it happened. Because so well, J- James did it too on the pod with us. He was like, oh you know, Anna Lee, Anna yeah. Lee would wreck somebody like Grant Bonder. <laughs> I know. Did. Yeah. Did. I don't know how it happened. I really like Grant, but he's just become someone that you drag. He's that guy. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. That's why we love him. He's that guy. I, I feel like that's <laughs> happening to a few people too. You can like feel it happening in real time. Like, like, uh, J J dub and James, like, and Dylan, like they love to drag Federico. <laughs> I love it. And I feel like they, they really like to drag fed. There's, there's like a few others, but actually, I don't know how that happens, but I'm glad it hasn't happened to me. It's fun. It's yeah, fun. It's, it is it fun, fun if they can take it, but I think generally like, you pick people who can take it. Yeah, Grant but. can take it. Can he? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, yeah, we'll find out. So, all right. Super well, fun, guys. Yeah, Super I thought fun. that was great. Great insights, Anna. Best of luck uh, in Thank 2023. And we will uh, uh, certainly be, be watching uh, in person and on the live stream. So, uh, best of luck. And I think that's a wrap, guys. Woohoo! Thanks, y'all. It feels right. Because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. Yeah.